Welcome back to The Cellcast Presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts. Today, we're looking at Kingdom Hearts 1's Dive to the Heart. left our hero, Sora was in the middle of a dream having just landed on a stained glass window or polished stone mural of Snow White. This is the general tutorial area of the game, though there is story here as well along with some other oddities that will affect your playthrough of this first game. The song in this area is Dive to the Heart Distati by Yoko Shimamura. While considered one song, it has two parts. The first part is a slow atmospheric piece with some light choral parts. It plays throughout most of the area with the exception of the final platform. The second part, Distati, is much more dramatic, which works beautifully for the boss fight it plays during. According to the composer, Distati, along with being the first track written for the game, is somewhat of a cursed song. The chorus is often used in other pieces, but whenever the chorus was loaded by Square Enix staff, something bad happened. An example being the entire building's electricity getting cut off. The name Distati means awakening in Italian, and the lyrics of the song are also in Italian. Here is a dramatic reading of those lyrics translated into English. Awaken, hold out your hand, the time has come. Awaken, the doors will be parted. Awaken, awaken, awaken. Come on, remember, you who tremble. Come on, wake up. Oh, remember. Awaken. Awaken. Come on, hold out your hand. Awaken. Awaken. The time has come, and once again, they will open the doors. Come on, remember, you who tremble. Come on, wake up. Oh, remember. Eh, what? You do not want it? Still it belongs to you. What you have lost will become one. Officially, these platforms are called Stations of Awakening. However, this name has not been widely used by the fan base. In fact, I would be willing to bet that the first time many of us heard it referred to as Stations of Awakening was in Sora's reveal trailer for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. In general, when these sections show up in games, the fan base calls them the Dive to the Heart, since this is the name of the background track that plays here. And it's here that we run into our first franchise knot. As stated earlier, this is a general tutorial area designed to show the player quickly how the game controls. Strangely enough, there are two narrators, neither of which are voiced. One of these speaks to Sora while the other speaks to the player. The narrator speaking to the player is always in a text box and generally says things like, Use the left stick to move, press X to attack, and lock on to a specific target by pressing R1. This narrator is not the knot. These are just messages left by the developer. The other narrator, on the other hand, talks a little more cryptically about what's coming and what Sora's destined to do. The knot is, whose voice is this telling Sora what to do? He doesn't just talk in Sora's dream here. He will also show up one last time before we finish Destiny Islands. But who is he? 
Well, I think I know who it's intended to be, but I'll get to that in the spoiler section. I will say that I don't think that's who it was intended to be originally, but I don't know who that would have been either. We also have here our second franchise knot, although this mostly applies to just this game in particular. This first dive to the heart can be separated into six sections, the Snow White panel, the Cinderella panel, the Three Hearts panel, a short Destiny Island section, the Princess Aurora from Sleeping Beauty panel, and the Bell from Beauty and the Beast panel. Excluding the short Destiny Island section, these panels each depict a Disney princess, with the three princesses represented on the Three Hearts panel being concealed. Also, all four of the princesses we see here all appear to be asleep. The knot I'm getting to is, who do the three princesses on the Three Hearts panel represent, and what do all seven of these princesses have in common? The answer to that is in the spoiler section. Let me quickly go over what happens in each section. On the Snow White panel, you are presented with three pedestals, each containing a weapon. There is a sword, a shield, and a rod. You are required to pick one to keep and one to give up. What you are being presented he with here is a way to customize Sora's starting stats and change what order abilities are unlocked throughout the game. Each weapon represents a type of skill, sword being offensive, shield being defense, and rod being magic. Whichever one you keep, those types of abilities will, be, will get the most priority to learn and whichever one you give up gets the least priority while i think you should make these decisions yourself according to ign's wiki walkthrough of the game <clears throat> while there is no correct path per se choosing the shield and sacrificing the sword grants you access to the maximum amount of naturally attainable ap and the maximum number of item slots while ap strength magic and defense can be augmented by weapons and accessories the number of available slots cannot as such it is probably in your best interest to choose either the shield staff combination or the shield sword combination of which the latter is preferable the cinderella panel teaches you the basics of combat namely how to attack tell you to pick up orbs and other items that enemies drop and how to lock onto enemies it is here we are also introduced to the Heartless, though they haven't been named yet. I will go ahead and tell you that these Heartless are called Shadows. Even though, when I played through the game originally, I like to call them Evil Black Bunnies. Shadows are completely black with glowing yellow eyes. On the Three Hearts panel, you are taught about field icons, treasure chests, pushing and breaking crates, and locking onto objects and cycling between them with L2, and that you can press triangle for certain actions. Also, that some of the doors won't unlock until you fulfill certain requirements. In the short Destiny Island section, you are surrounded by three Final Fantasy characters. I'll hold off on talking about them till we meet the non-dream versions of them. Upon entering this section, you are told that you can press the touchpad to enter first-person view and then look around with the thumbstick. Then you can talk to each of the characters and they will each ask you a multiple choice question. Depending on how you answer will determine how you gain XP throughout the game. If the game tells you your journey begins at dawn, which is the easiest to guarantee if you pick all the first answers, you'll gain XP quickly from levels 1 to 50 and then slowly from levels 51 to 99. 
if your journey begins at midday, which is easily guaranteed if you pick all the second answers, your XP remains constant all the way from 1 to 99. If your journey begins at midnight, which is guaranteed with all the third answers, you'll gain XP slowly from 1 to 50, but quickly from 51 to 99. On the Sleeping Beauty panel, you're taught about opening the menu, but of course you can't do this during battle. After which, you're in a battle with some shadows and can't open the menu. After the battle, and after checking the menu if you decide to, a green spot will appear. This is a save point which will allow you to save your game. But before you can save, the spotlight lighting the save point moves off the panel and in its wake, some stained glass platforms appear leading to the last area. After you save, follow these platforms and they will take you to the bell panel on which you will fight your first boss of the game. Sora's shadow becomes a huge hulking behemoth of a heartless known as a dark side. Dark side features a giant heart-shaped hole within its torso and hair made of tentacles that also cover his mouth and also two wing-like structures on his back. While he has a humanoid body, he shares the, his color scheme with, with the shadow, having black skin and yellow glowing eyes. You can defeat the dark side but continu by continually smashing away at its hands when they are low enough to hit. Throughout this whole dive to the heart area, the mysterious voice talking to Sora seems to be both teaching Sora and encouraging him to continue moving forward. Throughout, this voice will sometimes talk about a door, saying it won't open yet, or that the time in which the door will open is both far and near. Lastly, after you finish the dark side fight, he says, But don't be afraid. You hold the mightiest weapon of all. So don't forget. You are the one who will open the door. That door that keeps coming up is not number three. I'll talk about more I'll talk more about that in the spoiler section. Last but not least, there is actually a fourth nut in this section, namely being, is this really a dream? While I will talk about it in the spoilers, a part of that answer will show up next time. On the next episode, we will be looking at Destiny Islands. Don't forget, if you want to hear the spoilers of the knots I brought up earlier in the episode, stay for after the credits to hear the answers to those questions. But uh, in the meantime, uh, this has been Drew, and I will catch you in the next frame. The Cellcast is a member of the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information about shows in those networks, please check the links in the description. The Cellcast presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts as a production of the Cellcast podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell, on Facebook at the Cellcast, on Twitch at the Cellcast Gaming, and you can email us at the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com or visit us on our webpage at thecellcast.podbean.com. Our theme music is Trinity by Tyler Spirian and is a remix of the song Dearly Beloved by Yoko Shimomura from the franchise Kingdom Hearts. The Cellcast podcast has no affiliation with Square Enix, Disney, or for that matter, anyone else connected to the Kingdom Hearts franchise. The Cellcast presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts is a fan production and no copyright infringement is intended or implied. Kingdom Hearts is owned by both Disney and Square Enix. This podcast also is not intended to be a replacement for playing the games. Please go and play them yourself.
Warning, spoilers incoming. Heal. The answer to the first knot, assuming you have played through the rest of the franchise. I believe that the mysterious voice from the beginning of the game is supposed to be Ventus, since his heart is somehow merged with Sora's after the end of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. In the interest of time, though, I won't get into how all that works right now. Knot number two. The three princesses on the three hearts panel represent Princess Jasmine, Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and Kairi. Originally, Ariel from The Little Mermaid was going to be one of these princesses, but ended up being replaced by Alice due to Ariel not having legs by the end of her level, and this would require them to make a separate model for her for the end of the game. While never confirmed, I believe that the princess with the sun represented Jasmine, the princess with the moon represented Kairi, and the princess with the peacock tail shape behind her was originally representing Ariel, the tail being waves, probably. The reason the Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, and Belle appear to be asleep is that their worlds have already fallen into darkness. All seven of these young ladies are known as the Seven Princesses of Heart. Their hearts are seven out of the 20 pieces of the Keyblade. They appear to be the only people in the universe whose hearts are born naturally free of darkness. Though not all are actual princesses, the Seven Princesses are referred to by that name as the one who brings all of them together can open the door to darkness and gain the power to reign over the worlds. Not number three is the door to darkness being the door that the mysterious voice keeps talking about throughout the dive to the heart. Last but not least, not number four, the answer as to whether or not this is all a dream is both yes and no. Technically, when they are going through this section, the person you're playing as is actually dreaming. However, the events take place in the dreamer's heart, and whatever happens here can affect the real world.